Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Thank you for waiting, people here. Thank you for coming. This is Richard Herring, the Edinburgh Fringe Podcast. There's all the cool kids are calling it Rehef. There's a man eating at some kind of nougat-based bar. It's Mars bar, is that a real Mars bar? Real. Uh, so uh, they're, they're all eating Mars bars in the front row. You having a good time? Didn't you have time for your dinner? We're 15 minutes fucking late. You think you're eating something before you got here? Uh, yeah, sorry we're a bit late. This doesn't really affect the people at home so much. Uh, but uh, the previous act on the in the stand is that fucking douche. And he, he, over, he overran by 15 minutes. And uh, my guest today, Tony. Oh, Tony Law. Uh, Tony, Tony Law is my guest, so we may discuss why we. Why he was late. He's trying to sabotage my show that he's in as well. It's insane. And we've also got Ian Lavender on the show today. How exciting is that? Come on. Good night, sweetheart. He plays Gary Sparrow's son. He doesn't know. I'm just going to talk about that. <laughs> he's, he's ready himself for Don't Tell Him Pike. He's not going to get any of that. That's not going to happen on this podcast. Not on my watch. Uh, so uh, I've just been to see. Oh, the exciting news is uh, that uh, the interview, like me, uh, the exciting news is that uh, the Talking Cock DVD is now out. You can buy that from GoFasterStripe.com exclusively. Uh, you can get the book for a, a, a deal if you buy the DVD at the same time. So go to GoFasterStripe if you want to buy that. I don't have any copies yet, but tomorrow there will be some to give out as prizes. So should come tomorrow, shouldn't you? Yeah. That was the Mars bar, right? Do you bring enough for everyone? Because, you know, it's, it's rude just sitting there eating sweets. You're going to eat sweets in my lesson. You better brought enough for everyone. That's what... What I say, I should have been a teacher. Uh, and uh, so uh, you do go to go past strike for all your uh, comedy needs, they're fantastic. Um, and I've just been to see Bridget Christie. Uh, and uh, yeah, good, isn't it? A lot of fans of Bridget Christie. It's a really, really good show. I think it's one of the best shows uh, I've seen at the end of the certainly at 11 10 uh, <laughs> in the morning, which is where it was in Stand One in this very place. And packed out as well. And Tony Law packed out. And we're. Big, big, badly. Uh, so <laughs> Not doing great. And there's a competition coming later where you can win loads of stuff, including uh, a Brendan Burns DVD that I have just stolen from backstage. <laughs> he leaves his boxes of all his merch around all the time. And to be honest, I'm a bit fucked off with it, so I thought I'd just steal that. Uh, and of course, a little pack of Haribo. You might have your appetite. You might win that. We're not sponsored by Haribo. I, I, if we were, I think we might get more than that. <laughs> Uh, and you can get tickets. So this is really good. The Alternative Comedy Memorial Society on uh, that's today, yeah. So that's a, that's a kind of weird, crazy shit. Uh, anything goes where they try to fail at comedy and, and usually fail at failing. A whoopee cushion you can win. A stand USB stick with probably one megabyte of memory on there. <laughs> that much. Uh, and uh, oh, there is there's one of those as well. Which no, we can't tell you what that is. So the people, yeah. People at home, <laughs> then why don't I come to the show? So look, because we've got two guests, I'm going to crack on. They're both really exciting guests. I'm going to crack straight on. Our first guest, I fear, may be drunk. Uh, so uh, he's. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. He's certainly um, a little worse for wear. Uh, will you please welcome uh, the fantastic Foster Award? I think he only got nominated in the end. I always think he's won, but he, did he win? No. He's a loser. Like, he's a loser like the rest of us. Will you please welcome Tony Law? Third time back. Speak into the microphone. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing, Tony? Hey, I'm fine. I don't know what this worse for wear bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I just Jesus, building them up. It's lunchtime. Why would anybody be drunk by now? <laughs> Am I right, brother? Am I right? So the kids are with their grandma, so you... Yeah, uh, granny's, granny's got the kids. You've allowed, you've, you've been able to no, kick no, back actually, a little. Uh, the kids are at uh, nursery. Nursery school. The most amazing nursery in the world here in Edinburgh, uh, where they just uh, sort of just walk around in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Edinburgh. I've, I've seen nurseries yeah, like that on the news, I have to say. It doesn't, doesn't end well. Actually, <laughs> sorry. I your pants. That was my um, that was, that was that accent. Yeah. So, anyways, hello. <laughs> wow. Rasputin's in the front recorded? row. It is being recorded. It's Rasputin, he's been. This is his second time here. He's got a different woman every joke. day. <laughs> That's what the, Rasputin all, does. All of the all of you people listening, he's just done a visual gag. <laughs> we have to make them pay at home. The people at home complain about the sound, which they will do if, if you move away from the microphone. Well, it's a little, I, it's a little I, comedy. I, 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 <laughs> 
But the people at home are getting this for nothing. The people here have paid, and they deserve... They deserve oh, well to done. be a, well the done. opportunity let's, to win that. Let's entertain you! <laughs> well, I can't. I just uh, I caught the end of your show just oh, now. Yeah, I haven't yeah. yet seen the show. I saw your last Sorry, year's show. Long. It wasn't at 15 minutes long, that was all. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, saw, I, caught, I caught last year's show at the Soho Theatre, which we enjoyed very much. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah that was And good, uh, yeah. the last five the minutes elephant. of your current show is uh, looks uh, it's insane. Tough. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're hoping to come along and uh, have narrative, you're in the wrong show! <laughs> if you want a, a cat-owl flying hanging. thing, though, that's, yeah, that's yeah. going to be good. If you like flying cats and owls and space bears, well, then, uh, <laughs> and then it's your show. Yeah, it, that sounds like my show. And you, you had like your hands festooned with light. And there were yes, I have there are a planet. I hope I'm not giving any spoilers away. No, no, give uh, it away. I got, there thing, are I got planets flying. And I got finger lasers, planets. planets, the whole thing. It's because I cannot write jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just fill it full of shit. And there's space bears and flying owls. And yeah. it's, it's freaking awesome. Well, flying owls, that's what you'd expect from an <laughs> owl. Not, in, not necessarily in a comedy venue, though. That is... You wouldn't expect a Hey, flight. let's talk about Stuart Lee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to wean myself off him. Uh, <laughs> who, who wouldn't? The grumpy gatekeeper of stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw his one... That's not my line. That's David O'Doherty's line. <laughs> David O'Doherty calls him the grumpy gatekeeper of stand-up comedy, and he also calls um, uh, Graham Linehan the grumpy gatekeeper of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I do love David O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, well, he doesn't need uh, anyone plugging his show, but... He doesn't. I'd love to get him on. We must get him on here. Someone you must get him on. We must yeah. get him on here, because I haven't had... I don't think I've yet... It's good to see you, actually. It's lovely to see you. <laughs> and... <laughs> trying to... Are you going to die on stage? Because be, it might be good for the... We're not well, filming it, though. If we can, look, you can said it film at this the beginning, case. Gr Granny's looking after the kids, so <laughs> mummy, and, mummy and daddy are having a fun time. <laughs> they, Fuck they, you. they really are. What's, wonderf Anyways, what? what's wonderful is your wife is just as drunk as you backstage. It's, uh, it's very nice. She's been very affectionate to me today, which I, I've enjoyed, I have to say. It was a pleasurable... She's very pleasurable. affectionate uh, when she's drunk. Yeah, she certainly is. It's been wonderful. But listen, <laughs> she's gorgeous. I adore her. Anyway, that's it. She is gorgeous. Well, uh, um, uh, where's your wife? She is... Uh, I just had an argument with her over nothing. You know what Edinburgh's like. And she's, uh, <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> now I'm going to have another argument with her See, when she listens I, to this. <laughs> I don't have that problem. I don't have that problem. You know? Just stay together, live together, and get drunk together. <laughs> get granny together, and then everything's fine. Cool. I'll try that. Right. Uh, but she's no, very, I, do, she's I do a new routine about stew. Yes. Where, uh, I compare him to Joseph Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> do you approve? Yeah, I do approve. Yeah, if I, I, do, I think more. You know, he's, he's a I bit like I, Joseph I did a Stalin. little bit. I, co I compared him to he's Hitler very, and Stalin. Yeah. Kind he, of a mixture of the two, the worst more, aspects of both. He's more, <laughs> actually, Stuart's more like Lazar Kaganovich. Okay. I don't right. know who that is. All, yes, I know. <laughs> but I bet people listening will go and Google him right now. <laughs> Lazar Kaganovich. Yeah, it's hard to spell. Kaganovich. Um, the only way I know about him is uh, through Simon Seabag Montefiore. Oh, yes. I can't even say his name. but yeah. I d You I did that very well, I think. Uh, did I? Yeah. I do love him. But do you know who I love more? Yeah, I do, Mary Beard. Yes! The classicist Mary Beard. We have a, we're vying I for the affections. I fucking adore Mary Beard. We're vying for the affections of Mary who Beard. Who here loves Mary Beard? <laughs> who here that hates Mary enough. Beard? See? Who here's been sending Mary Beard offensive material on the internet? Uh, that would have been a really good way to catch one of that. Yeah, I've got you! <laughs> uh, you fucker! <laughs> She's a no, but she always gets... Why does she get so much trouble on the internet? Because she's a beautiful woman who does history and these wanky, tit-fuck assholes can accept uh, an intelligent, wonderful, beautiful woman. It is true. Well, it's, it is true, isn't it? Well, it shows that you're intimidated and upset by someone, so it just shows the opposite of what you think. You're sort of saying, oh, women are terrible and I hate them and that men are much better than you've them. But if you believe that, as I do, then they don't... They don't <laughs> They don't, they don't intimidate me. You've been to university, haven't you? I have been to yes, university, okay. so I'm not intimidated. So, who's here been to university? <laughs> who's not? Hey. Wow, don't, there's don't a lot so less of us. Yourself. 
not on any We should be pleased with ourselves. You should be ashamed. You should be slightly ashamed. Fuck you. Fuck him. You're my brother. We it's wanted to go to university, but we couldn't afford it. Yeah. And also, you're yeah. not young, attractive 18-year-old girls, and they're the only ones who get A grades, according to the newspapers today. As an, every, there's lots guy. of girls jumping up in the air with A's. Have you seen it? They're, they're back in the news. I always think of Andrew Collins on this day, because he was always obsessed, a bit too obsessed with this day. He'd go, oh, it's awful the way they always use attractive girls to do that. Look, Rich, I've got all this picture, this picture, this picture. This, that's, there. that's just some glue. I was gluing some stuff on that one. He's a clever fucker, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got to give him that, uh, Lazar Kaganovich. You've got to give him that. <laughs> you have to funny that. fuck. With my, my semen based jokes. You have to be very, you have to get oh, a degree he's from semen based. But now we're trying to outcompete each other with um, collecting for charity. We <laughs> are, yeah, yeah. You've You're me. Scope guy. Yeah. And I'm Teenage Cancer Dress guy. That's a good thing. I'm going to beat your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get, all the, let's get all the scope kids on one side and all the teenage cancer <laughs> kids on the other side. We'll Lazy have a, fuckers. We'll have a battle. <laughs> Anybody out there listening to this Teenage Cancer Trust, though, uh, you lazy pricks, get the fuck up <laughs> and go to the pinball room. <laughs> they know what I mean. <laughs> it's not funny to you, <laughs> but it's funny to those fuckers. How did you get involved with the Teenage Cancer Trust? Uh, Roger Daltrey. Of course. Okay, pinball. <laughs> Who doesn't get involved in anything if it's not with Roger Daltrey? No, he, he did his laser eyes. Right. Do you know what? Here's the truth. <laughs> when I was growing up on a farm in Canada, and I, and I fucking hated my life. It was, it was horrible. You know, it was boring and dull. But do you know what got me through it? Was listening to The Who every single day. And that's yeah. why I moved to England. It's literally the truth. The England, sorry Scotland, but I uh, he, did, he did move to England. No, but I, I moved to the United Kingdom because of the Who. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I'm going to go there. I'm going to find them. And you know what? 23 years later, I did the Teenage Cancer Trust gig, <laughs> and Roger Daltrey just looked at me and went, "Town, here's a thing, man. <laughs> what you want to do, mate?" He still talks like that. <laughs> you want to go on a ward visit? I went, yes, I do. <laughs> I do, Roger. I do whatever you want me to do. And I did, and I went, and I met all these fucking lazy cancer pricks. <laughs> and I'll keep doing it, you know. And I just go and meet these lazy... They really are lazy. Yeah. They're so slow and lazy. It's like the cancer debilitates them or something. <laughs> fucking lazy pricks. I swear to God. Anyways, you're a great ambassador yes, for the course. <laughs> guess who? Guess who I took to the Who with? So I get a, a handwritten note from Roger Dolce going, uh, "Town." That's how he writes. <laughs> he goes, "Town." Any time you want to come, that uh, how? His accent's gone now, but <laughs> any time you want to come, just any time, bring whoever you want. And my uh, my uh, wife's. Elder sister, uh, hero. That's her name, by the way. Uh, she's a bit of a hero as well. But yeah. she, her favorite band, uh, growing up through uh, difficult times, was the Who. Mm -hmm. And so I, w what a nice thing to be able to do as a brother-in-law. What a lovely thing to be <laughs> able to do. And go, yeah. What are you doing on uh, July eighth? <laughs> Nothing. Do you want to go Who? <laughs> So I took her to the hill. Yeah. But who else did I bring? I know who else you brought. I've seen I've Mary seen Beard. Mary Beard. He's trying, to, he's trying to steal Mary Beard off me. I'm the I'm the court jester. I'm the court jester. She's Mary Beard. And me and Mary, she just sat there with you, hilarious. She just put her feet up on that like we were wearing such posh seats, and she put her seat uh, her feet up and just went. Isn't this lovely? <laughs> and she sent Raf, her son, who's coming to stay with us in a couple of days. Oh, Sorry, you see, don't so have any much closer, yeah, much yeah. closer. We're very tight. And uh, she went, Raf, um, can, we, can I get a wine? And I went, Raf, can I get a lager? And Raf came back with two lagers and two wines. And me and Mary Beard just washed the hood. <laughs> fucking nutted. She does like a drink, was, Mary. Uh, when, well, she, when she oh did no. our podcast. Well, she works so hard. She's she very don't, well, no, there's nothing wrong she with that. She doesn't like, like being on stage. No. 
But she yeah. had a good time. We had a lovely time. She did my did she? Square Theatre podcast. Oh. Did anyone hear that? It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good. She's oh, the. Wow. I think she's the only real non-comedian or comedy person I've had on that. Is that it? Show. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Until yeah. today, Tony. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> Ouch. Mary, if you're listening, I'm with you. She's adorable, though, isn't she? She's fucking wonderful. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, nobody can say anything against Mary Beard unless you're a fucking troll. Yeah. Well, we should kill all the trolls. How do we kill them? I'll tell you what we used to do. Was we'd all pretend we were Roman emperors. So if, if she ever gets uh, uh, trolled again, what you do is you adopt uh, 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 your favorite Roman tyrant. And then you go and attack the trolls. Hello, my name is Lucius Cornelius Sulla. And I will rip your eyes out. And then you leave them and watch it. And it's how that's we what you, But that's what you did. You did do this, didn't yes, you? Yes, we did do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we won. You did. We won destroyed the first it. It's battle. not funny. <laughs> it's quite funny. You just won the first battle. It seems to be continuing onwards. But why do they keep coming back on uh, her? Because, I mean, both, because they thrive on both being ignored and being, uh, and being confronted. So that you cannot defeat them. <laughs> if you if you confront them, they go, "Yep, won that." If you ignore them, they go, "Yep, won that." The no wonder you and Stu fell out. <laughs> <laughs> All those words. Um, <laughs> so, so many words. <laughs> I mean, I'll quickly tell you. I'll ask you. Do. All you people I'll have been to university. You. All you do is your words. I do Mainly love you, though. <laughs> Thank God for you. Thank God for all of you. I'll quickly ask, ask people you. like me and you. We yeah. haven't got that. No, but we will ride. You seem to have, seem to have some We're words We're still there, smart, though. We're still soft. smart. We don't I'm need... asking you one emergency oh, question, and then we've got to get off, because we've got a stand-up act coming on. Uh, that... so, okay, right. so I will... We've done very well. It's, gone, it's flown by. I'm going to ask you, because I think you'll be good at this. Right. W- if, would you rather be a cow or a badger, and why? <laughs> Maybe you've the wrong state of mind to have asked you this guy. I've blown Tony Law's mind. I Here's can't... a lich. What? I can't believe, I can't believe that's the second time I heard that fucking question today. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. Two times in one day. <laughs> Two times in one day. I'll t- you know what I want to be. What? Fucking cow. Do you? That's good. You're the first cow. I'm trying to reclaim chain. cow from the sexist pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Imaginary high fives. Let's do it. <laughs> Anyway, so I've got to leave now. Yeah, I think we'll go. I think we'll have five minutes of stand up and this regroup. The most disappointing part of my day. I have to leave. No, you can, oh, you can come back. Com- you can come the back. The stand up coming on is um, uh, one of my favourites. He's so. absolutely fantastic. Uh, Brilliant. And, yeah. uh, so, if you could make some room for him, and then that, then he, hopefully he's ready to come on. Uh, Thank you very much, everybody. Tony Bye-bye. Law. He may be back in the end. We'll have him back at the end. I want him and Ian Lavender to collide in podcast form. Uh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed that. So, um, <laughs> we please welcome. We know he is. He's fantastic, Kerry Marks, then, gentlemen. Thank you so much. What a pleasure to be here. The man at the front has my favourite looking a man. You got a full head of hair, you've got a beard, you've got a moustache and you're wearing glasses and I look at you and think this man has taken every precaution to avoid people doodling on photographs of him. <laughs> Congratulations, so you're nearly doodle-proof. Don't grow horns, no when to stop. I'm just jealous of losing my past now. When you start receding, you get advice from other men who come to say, mate, you're receding, you should shave it off, that's what I would do. <laughs> Stupid advice, if you lose a tooth, you wouldn't knock the rest out. Would you? <laughs> This is what I'd like to. I was on the way up to Edinburgh. I'm sat with my little writing book here, writing a few notes I'd like to talk about, but I couldn't really think because there was a woman on the phone talking so loudly and everything she was saying was crossing through all my thoughts and eventually I gave up and just started writing down everything she was saying. <laughs> I didn't do this, but I'm going to. Next time this happens, I'm going to crack on a train sometime soon. And what I nearly did, what I will do next time, I'm just going to stand up and... Uh, right, everybody on the train, thank you. You're going to have your attention. Uh, this is important. I hope you enjoyed our guest speaker. <laughs> lady here in the bright red top. Um, quick recap then. <laughs> what have we learned? We've learned 15 important things. We discovered that she has a friend called Jackie, 
we went to the party last week and it wasn't very good. <laughs> so lucky we didn't go. Jackie's ex, Andrew, tried to get back with her. He's now working at B&Q. <laughs> He's still having nothing to do with his mother, so whatever that was about, it hasn't been resolved. <laughs> right, Daniel's been seeing Joe, but they've split up, and we're just speculating here. We don't know for sure, but it might have been about football. We know we heard that he likes football, she doesn't like football. It might have been an issue, perhaps, if we're lucky that we have a phone call the end of this journey <laughs> and we'll get some more information okay Simon and Nat two more people who none of us know or care about are considering moving to Manchester that's interesting Nat was at the party she was she was wearing a cream colored pair of shoes and her dress was also cream but if you're listening you know it was a different cream <laughs> understood correctly it was the wrong cream and she'd been better going for brown which is a contrasting colour and would have matched her belt <laughs> all right Olivia and Jason yet another couple none of us care about have lasted longer than everyone expected <laughs> particularly Denise Barber who if you're listening her opinion doesn't count because she's a right bitch <laughs> Okay, Olivia's been putting on weight, and this lady's friend Jackie has a theory that people do put on weight when they're in relationships, which is fascinating. Um, perhaps a study is called for. <laughs> That's everything we know for now. If you have any questions or like any more information about any of these people, please speak to the lady here in the bright red top, <laughs> who's happy to share every mundane detail of her fucking life with absolutely everyone. <laughs> Are you all enjoying the festival? Yes. I love the festival. I love words and thoughts and, uh, and, and a very variety of them. And uh, I got a friend account to visit me the other day who's, who's offended by comedy. Everything upsets him. He's, he's a lovely guy. He's called Jeremy. He's, he's posh as hell in a sweet way. But it, when you know when someone's pompous and you just want to cut them down, even when you know they're right. <laughs> this is my friend Jeremy. I was in his kitchen chopping an onion. I was, I was crying because onions always make me cry. And Jeremy's like, Kerry, do you know what you need to do? You need to run the onion under the cold water tap because that dissolves the sulfur compounds. <laughs> it's the sulfur compounds get into your eyes, you know. And I was like, well, how's it going to stop me thinking about how my mum choked to death on an onion? <laughs> and he's like, oh, Carrie, I'm sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> joke. He got mad at me. He's like, you can't joke about your mother. Choking to death on an onion. She's, she's your mother. I was like, well, obviously I can, and did. My mum didn't really choke to death on an onion. If she ever does, I'd be sure to tell the doctor carrying out the autopsy to run her body under cold water first. <laughs> so he doesn't look unprofessional. But Jeremy's that type with comedy. He, he has to have decorum. He needs rules. And he said that to me once. We need rules, Kerry. We need rules. If we didn't have enough rules, you know what would happen? People would walk around naked. <laughs> I was like, well, what's wrong with that? He's like, well, well, if everyone was naked, there'd be more sex crime. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be more paedophilia. Like, no, there wouldn't. If anything, it'd be the other way around. Like, that man by the swings with a hard-on looks suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much and enjoy your festival. Gary Marks, go and see his show. He is fantastic. Um, so look, we're going to introduce my next guest. He is even drunker than Tony Law. <laughs> oh, I wish. Imagine that. Will you please welcome... I'm so excited about uh, talking. I have met him already. I'm not going to lie to you. He's back. It would have been rude if I'd just been backstage and not talking to him because I wanted to meet him for the first time. Here is one of my comedy heroes. Will you please welcome the fantastic Ian Lavender, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, Ian, sit here. <laughs> There's all these people. Here's a microphone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for coming in. How are you doing? Terrified, Mike. <laughs> 
Jeez, I've never worked a club. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's more terrifying backstage than it is uh, front stage for this one, this one occasion. <laughs> you do, we may need one. Look, this guy's got, he's getting taken a photo of you already. Old Mars bar. He had a Mars bar earlier. Now he's taking photos of Ian Lavender. So he's saying, old Ian Lavender there. Uh, so you're up doing a play. Uh, this he, he is your. Just, he was just looking at his phone. That was, was all. He? he was just checking his tweets. There's no, uh, no signal Sorry. down here. Yeah. Uh, it's your first ever performance at the Edinburgh Fringe. Well, I, I is think. It? Well, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, um, way before any, any of you in this room were even thought of, um, there was a thing called the Edinburgh Festival um, when they did worthy things like plays and ballet and <laughs> opera and things like that. And um, so you'd come up from drama school and hit your lift up in a lorry or go whatever, you know. And on the way up, you'd try and think of something to do. And you'd find a bit of grass verge, do some, probably three audition speeches, get moved on and hitch your way back down to London or whatever. <laughs> and that, that would be working at the festival, you yeah. see. And that was the fringe. The fringe was sort of like that long. And um, I'd been up to, to visit my sons in the film business. And so I thought, when the film festival was all part of the same time, it was crazy to hide that off. But never mind. And, um, but I've never worked in it. No. no. So, um, so when this came along, it was a bit like a bucket list. Yes. Um, well, I you could do that one next. You know, if, you, if you're <laughs> making plays of films, let's do the bucket list. Uh, it might be complicated getting up Mount Everest with the ashes. Oh, I've ruined the end. Uh, so, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're doing the Shawshank Redemption, doing the which Shawshank is uh, Redemption, well, often uh, cited as uh, the be the most popular film. Uh, it's just amazing places. how many people, when 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 they were going to do it, um, could be in it. Uh, just say, oh, my favourite film. Oh, my favourite. And you sort of got a little tired of people saying, oh, it's my favourite <laughs> film. It's certainly one of my favourite ten, certainly. Yeah. And it is, it is the most extraordinary thing. And, and, and the, the route that the, the thing took from a very short book to a two-and-a-half-hour uh, film now pulled back into a 90-minute um, a play. Um, and we, we do, obviously we think it's rather good. Um, and it's well worth a visit. And I'm not on a percentage. Uh, <laughs> and who are you but, playing? But, but, who but I could be. <laughs> it could be. If it goes well, goes to I'm, West End. I'm, I'm playing Brooksy, the librarian. Oh, yes, OK. Um, and yeah, I'm, he likes him. Oh, I'm the Brooksy, could you tell me what I do? <laughs> you get wrong, No. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bird in the, in the... A bird, a blackbird, a raven or whatever. OK, yes. And I was looking forward to that. And I don't have that. <laughs> not allowed. No birds. Um, no, no birds. Oh. No birds. Um, um, and in this one, I'm supposed to pour petrol over my head and found out three minutes before the first performance, oh, that's not allowed. Danger of electrocution. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> there's such a big voltage out of my I don't know. Suddenly we can't do it. So that, um, we're very good at miming. Um, we mime drinking, but we do that for real. What, <laughs> what was the original question? Oh, uh, no, no, sir. I'm sorry, I just want to say. But, so therefore, to me, the, the Edinburgh Festival was still a festival with the fringe. Yeah. And so I'm going to the festival to do the Shawshank Redemption. And, oh, you're going to the fringe? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the real thing. I am. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's great to find out. But there's this wonderful phrase, this catch-all phrase, this get-out phrase, in that of, um, you know, uh, there are teething problems at, 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 the, um, at the assembly rooms because it's been totally refurbished and so on. So new equipment, new lighting board, new sound boards and so on. There are teething problems. It's not, not, it's not a complaint. This happens. And, you know, but it just so happens we've done five performances and in four of them the lighting board's gone down. <laughs> <laughs> and in my very emo emotional and rather good, if I may say so, death scene at the end. Um, Spoiler alert. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't die, actually. But I call oh, it Spoiler alert. <laughs> Rewriting a big girl, <laughs> and, and I did it in darkness. You have to do it, darkness. it was original. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And so, but it's this wonderful phrase. Here, what happened to the lighting tonight? Oh, where, where, where's my costume? Where's my prop? Oh, it's the fringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's that's the fringe. It's the fringe. Everything. Yes. Everything's I, I just fell over, and oh, it's the fringe. Yeah. Um, oh, I just got paid. Oh, that's not the fringe. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to talk. The, we should. There is a sitcom you're in that I, obviously you get asked about all the time. Uh, I'm sure. So you're probably bored of talking about it. But what was it like being in Goodnight Sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> because it's that. <laughs> well, it was good. He played uh, Gary Sparrow's son, uh, Charlie Sparrow. I think. No, no Mike, Michael Sparrow. His father. No, you were his son. Was I? You were Gary Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> Were you confused? No, it was his father. You were older than him because it was you were his son from the past. <laughs> yeah. Michael Sparrow, you were called. And you were his you were his son. Did you, you were... Did you see it? 
I'm obsessed with it. If anyone knows the, what you were, it is me. You. you were definitely a son. Son? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, because yes. what happened, he went back. I don't know if you ever saw it. No. He went back. <laughs> it was quite confusing. He lived in the ah. 1990s, but he went back to the 1940s. Yes. Where you were born That's right. in the 1940s, but then you in your episode, you weren't a baby, because even you would be stretched to, to play. You're a baby-faced man still, Ian. That's but a that, but that's that's a child, is, I know. But, but you're a baby with your beard and if, it would if, be terrifying. If you say so. So, uh, so you were an adult man in the 1990s, but you were his grown-up son, which I thought he treated rather badly. You, you, um, I've got a lot of questions for you about it, but I suspect, given that you thought you were Gary Sparrow's dad, <laughs> you may not be able to answer these <laughs> questions for <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that's why the episode didn't work so because, well. Um, because Gary Sparrow uh, went... He, he, was, he was neglecting his son. I think if you'd had a son in 1940 and you knew he was alive, he kind of made up this bullshit by going, oh, I don't want to see him, so he didn't want anything to do with him in, as his adult life. Which seems weird to me, right? That is weird. Gary Sparrow's a cunt. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, what well, a horrible way to behave! But then you came into his shop by the by the by, and he was because I think you were going. Oh, my dad used to be interested in memorabilia, uh, and uh, uh, and you're down and out and in trouble. So he goes back in the past to change history to save his son Ian Lavender, uh, and then he doesn't, and you become a successful businessman at the end. But that wouldn't if that if history changed that much, Ian. My question to you. Every, loads of different things would have changed, wouldn't it? It wouldn't just be that you were successful. That would have had a knock-on effect. So how did you feel before, acting that role? Before, can I just say, yeah. before, before I even attempt to answer that short question, <laughs> yeah. um, I am glad we spoke. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was grateful. It was one episode. And yeah. it, it, uh, because, it, because it was um, involved so intimately with his character, instead of that, that, that um, the programme generally seemed to be... Um, affecting history in uh, their history in large portions and this got tinier and tinier the spiral got smaller and smaller as to what if we and then and if and if and <laughs> will it happen and what would happen if that was affected and, yeah. the and so in the end we thought we had to say um why don't we just do the words <laughs> um, and, and i thought this is lovely this it's a lovely episode yeah, as well it's good it is one of the classic the, episodes you get the script and you go mm, that's good oh nice oh no that's a nice scene Oh, yes, yes. And, and oh, there's the scene in the shop at the end when he goes to visit him. He's now all right. He's not a down and out anymore. And he says, and, <laughs> and Gary Sparrow says to him, he says, so will I be seeing you again? And you think, bottom of the page, and you think, just before you turn over, this could be several more episodes. LAUGHTER <laughs> 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 And you turn the page over and he says, no, I go back to New Zealand. I thought, there's two or three episodes in this one. Oh, that's not fair. Yes. But also, surely you would have known... Surely you would have known when you were in the shop, because uh, Gary, of course, ended up staying in the World, world War Two. Surely you'd have gone in that shop and gone, you look exactly like my father did when he was 30 years old. But why didn't you do that? It's almost like they wrote the end without knowing what had happened, they, without... They wrote that episode without knowing what was going to happen at the end. It's always like the writers of Goodnight Sweetheart didn't care about the ironies of time. Uh, you were also in... Um, you were also, of course, in another... I played the father. You were also in another sitcom, of course. Um, uh, Come Back, Mrs. Noah. That one. Uh, how did that... How did... Uh, <laughs> that was another one. That was another one with a strange <laughs> premise. Yes, it was rather. <laughs> <laughs> Where Molly Sugden, I don't know if you remember this one, Molly Sugden won a cake baking competition in 2050 because, you know, things will have moved on, but not feminism. <laughs> and, uh, and she got to go to the space station was her prize. And then the space station was thrown out of orbit. Yes. Or something, and sent yes. out. She pressed the wrong button. Right, OK. And Donald Hewlett was playing... <laughs> I, I, it was, it, again, it was fun. Lastly, there were seven shows. It was paid for a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like school fees. No, no. Sod that. We'll just spend it on a holiday. And um, Donald Hewlett was playing the, the inventor. And of course, in rehearsals, you've just got a, a bit of wood. You know, there you go. And you, you go for buttons going. And you, Donald, all through rehearsals, was going. And we come to do the recording and we give him the prop. And he goes. <laughs> so that was a complete retake. And, and, um, I think I did that once when I was driving uh, in. Uh, did we mean to do the sketch where we were Thelma and Louise? And I didn't really drive very much. And generally during the filming, I was going. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I was forgetting I was in an actual car as that was making that noise. So we had to retake as well. So it happens to the best of us and the most idiotic. Sorry, but you're going to go on to say. I don't know. Um, yes, it also was coincided with, the, I think, the first set of um, Star Trek that um, we got over here. Right. So with, with all those what, special effects, which were wonderful <laughs> in those days, <laughs> I, you know, and Shatner standing behind me, ours would go. I think if they could have, if they could have combined the two and had Molly Sugden in Star Trek, I think that would have been. And some, some kind of space pussy that uh, she could have. It could have been involved. With. What else have you dredged up? Um, I, you're also in another of my favourite films. <coughs> Carry On Behind, which is the archaeology-based uh, f- oh, carry-on film, yes, just about. The one with Elka Sommer and Elka yes. Sommer and Elka Sommer and Elka yeah. Sommer, that one. Yes, that's why it's your favourite, yeah. isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's Elka Sommer in the showers. That's, well, it was my favourite. It was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even pay for a holiday. Was that, they were very but They paid everyone very badly in Carry On Behind. Oh, appallingly. Yeah. Yes, appallingly. And if it, you, know, you got six weeks to do it in, and if uh, it was raining, you did it in the rain. Yeah. And if it was snowing, you did it in the snow. We'll shoot, we'll shoot against the sky. You can't see no, but you are. Um, yes, they did pay them a yeah. Was that the only one you were in? It was the only one I was in. Um, I, I, there was a young lady in it who um, had a, a problem with her. I think, I think she was I know, I think, I think she overdosed on sugar quite often. Right. And, and, um, and we, had a big, we had an Irish setter. And of course, someday she didn't turn up. So I was playing these scenes with an Irish wolfhound. Right. Uh, um, it didn't make for a lot of comedy. Really. <laughs> it's know. not one of the, the classics, so, but I don't so think that was. So you can imagine that the day in the shower with Elka Sommer was quite exciting. <laughs> for me, it was. I was young. <laughs> was I that in the actual film? Did it end up? Yeah, so it's no Jenny Agatha in the shower, let's face it. But uh, I'll ask you an emergency question. I'm t- I can't. An emergency question. Yeah, well, I don't want to, because I've got loads of proper questions to ask you, and uh, some of them are really. I mean, it would be inappropriate. You're an elder statesman of British comedy, but if, yeah, what would it take for you to fillet the act to keep out? <laughs> yeah, I apologise, madam. I think you, you've come here to see Ian Lavender. You were hoping for lots of stuff about Dad's army, and I'm not doing that. I'm really then I've asked a rude question like that to Ian Lavender. What was the answer? Uh, what would it take for you to flate, flate the so actor Keith Allen? Do you know who Keith Allen is? He, uh, he's very big, isn't he? You know, I don't. <laughs> he's always getting it out. He's tall. Oh, is he tall? And he's, he's, he's large. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you may already have done it. <laughs> We found, we I'm, finally, just, I'm uh, just wondering who did your research. <laughs> I'm very good. I'll ask you a different one. I feel oh, embarrassed. Please do. I'll ask just you, change the name. If you had to marry, <laughs> if you had to marry one of the Muppets, which which of the Muppets would you marry? It's just an emergency <laughs> question. But it's marry. It's not just have sex with marry. You. Marry and spend the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, I so think it I doesn't have to be a same sex man. I don't know if the no, Muppets um, have sex. Animal. Animal. Good. Yay! <laughs> Thank God. Someone's oh, got. Yes. What do you like about animal? Quite wild. Well, we just had this fantasy about. <laughs> <laughs> Where one of us becomes an animal. <laughs> <laughs> there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> good, good answer. Well, I will ask about like, the great thing about Dad's Army. I think for men of my generation, I'm 46. Uh, it was one of the first comedy shows I remember ever seeing. Uh, and it was, I also remember watching it with my family and every, all generations of my family laughing. But I think Pike was the character as a child. He was like the child. <laughs> in all the others were really old, grown-up men, and, and, and Pike was, this, was what the children identified with. So I think like, I've got a very strong comedy connection to you. So as like, as you one of the first, first com- comedy first people. saw it, yeah. you fell out of your cot. I more, <laughs> I more or less did. Like, you know, I, it was, it's been repeated forever that you'll still be getting this. You'll still be getting children now who in by 40 years' time... By the DVD. <laughs> when they find you in 40 years' time, you're wandering down the street, they'll go, you're, you're Pike. And, I, you know, yeah. I identify with you. I could be buried in a car park and become rich. <laughs> yeah, you uh, never know yes. by that stage. With my DVDs. Yes, no, I mean, extraordinary. Uh, it was amazing that... We made them over ten years. They're only only ten weeks a year, but um, but there's uh, ten um, yeah ten series of eight eight um, seven and eights, which spread over ten years. And uh, at the end of that, oh, 
they want to revolt. Well, we, we're, we're getting kids watching it who weren't born when we started. <laughs> and I mean, just Frank Williams, the vicar, in 1975, bought one of these newfangled things that fitted in a suitcase called a videotape recorder. Right. And wow, we watched an episode on it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. And, and, and now, I mean, there's just no way we, it was even, we even, anybody even envisaged that people might still be watching it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite extraordinary. I, I love it. I'm, prou I'm very proud of it. And I'm, I'm keep repeating them as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it means I won't have to come to the Edinburgh Festival again. <laughs> It is a perfect, I mean, it's a perfect sitcom, and I still enjoy it just as much now when you catch an episode, uh, and it is fantastically uh, put together. Are you, I mean, what have you, how have you managed to escape the curse of Dad's <laughs> Army that has, that has seen so many of those stars taken so tragically young? Yes! <laughs> God! <laughs> what God. have you got? What God, it's God. It, it actually is just an extension <laughs> of the curse of the mummy, really. Uh, uh, <laughs> we were at Bill Pertwee's funeral, what? six or eight weeks ago, Frank Williams and myself and hundreds of other people were saying goodbye to Frank, who, bless him, who played the vicar, and uh, bless him, he's, he's nearly blind now, and so you have to stand in front of him and say, Frank, it's Ian. Oh, hello, my darling. Oh, it's lovely <laughs> to see you. And so, and so, so we're saying our bye-byes, and he said, when, I wonder, and he's got a, he's got a, a dear friend who looks after him, and, but, has to be, have some look after him. He still does pantomime and he's blind. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I think they must walk into the centre of the stage and play around him. And then, you know, and then I d I'm, I've never asked him how he does it, but he's doing pantomime again this year. And the um, same, so uh, when should we uh, we'll probably see each other again because we're bumping you outside the Palladium or something? Get out, my darling. And you say, ah, it'll be at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two of you left in. It's not one of you's gonna. Oh, gonna the say, next one. <laughs> Frank started to panic. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney, don't say things like that. Don't say things like that. Because it'll be mine. It'll be mine. It, said, it could be Ian's. <laughs> it was a nice note to leave the, the, the cemetery on. <laughs> and do you still get? I mean, it might, does it happen daily that that people shout, "Don't tell him, Pike." you in the street or am I the first person to have ever thought of doing it? You're the first person to have done it today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought, you know, yeah. you couldn't, couldn't have waited until I woke up. Uh, no, um, yes, I'm, I'm just amazed that people do, quite honestly. Um, does it uh, go, does it, I'm, I'm sort of fascinated I'm, by... I've got white hair, I'm bored, I'm here. How do people, you know... But does it, does it become annoying or does it, has it gone through a period where it was terribly annoying you and you shouted fuck off back in their faces and now you like it again or do you just kind of put up with it as being... I mean, it's such a... Most catchphrases wouldn't last that long, you know. Yeah, it's it's it. 50, 40 years long. <laughs> For 40 years you've had people saying that to you every day in the street. I just think if you one moment you cracked and took them all down... I remember we got to, a, got to the hotel when we were away filming about the third episode and I was very friendly with John Laurie, he was a dear, dear, dear man. And uh, I'd driven him up to the hotel and we were just walking along. And John is now 75, 76. And uh, the wake-up lady comes along with her new little assistant who we haven't met. And I'm thinking, hello, ooh, hey, 10 days away from home, ooh, yeah, yes, well, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, well, you know, Savile haven't been mentioned yet. <laughs> I think it would be safer if anybody was working out just, wa just walked up to, <laughs> up to broadcasting house and said I am Spartacus <laughs> uh, um, um, I don't know what to say then, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> I got distracted by the Jimmy Savile thing oh, yeah. <laughs> and, oh and John, no, so John Laurie this is a, a no, John. pretty little girl I mean what, 22, 23 and there's John Laurie, 75, 76 and she said, Mr. Laurie, Mr. Lavender, I'd like to introduce you to Jeanette, who was my assistant on the show. And he said, Oh, Jeanette, you're a bonny wee thing. <laughs> and she went, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought, How long until I'm 76? <laughs> and do you think now? I think you're probably. I, I, I won't do that. But can I go time fuck off when people say <laughs> I think you can say fuck off. Is that allowed now? Right. <laughs> Just in case. Fuck off! <laughs> So if John, John saying it. for people at home, John Lurie groped, and I actually Ian yeah, Lavender just groped me in that, yeah. and got quite a good feel, didn't he? He, did, uh, he said, "Would I get away with that?" And he just actually did it. I think I might be able to go to Operation Neutrino. <laughs> <laughs> it's all my childhood memories. I trusted him. He was Pike. Uh, 
<laughs> he said he was Pike. <laughs> yeah, he could be any of <laughs> And have you heard about Blackadder saying that they were going to... Did you hear this new story that John Lloyd... I should have asked him about it, but he sort of crept up on me. I wasn't expecting him, and I, I forgot. Did he grope uh, you? He, 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 he didn't grope for me, no. but he, 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 he... I think he, you know... I told you it'd be a special day. Yeah, it was very nice. It was very nice for me. I don't mind. Uh, I kind of asked for it. Uh, so... Uh, um, He's, he was saying that he wanted to do a Blackadder in Colditz and that he had an idea of making them... I, don't, I mean, I don't know how it would work. I think it was a joke, don't you? But the, the idea was that the, it would start with them as being the home guard mm. in, uh, and, and as the Dad's Army home guard, I think, and then they would get captured by the Germans and taken to a prisoner of war camp. Do you think that would work as a sitcom? Would you be prepared to be in it? You could I'll, be a, I'll be up for it. It could be a German... Could, could be, be another German. holiday? <laughs> And I'd quite like to. Um, to I, w I want to do a show about a guy who gets goes back into the past to visit the set of Goodnight Sweetheart, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he has a t he has a, t he has a time travel between the two. So if I ever write that as a sitcom, I'll have either you as Ian Lavender as a character, because I I could become that. I mean, the guy isn't based on me. Could become could become obsessed with. Uh, could become obsessed with you because you're in Goodnight Sweetheart and, and could follow you around. Could I be your father? <laughs> I think you'd have to be in Lavender. You could be oh. my father. You could, you know, I'll write something song. else you could be my father in. <laughs> it would be an honour uh, to Just work with you. Just be confusing. Um, so uh, I think we're going to, uh, we're going to have a, a competition now. I'm going to pick up a little bit of something. Yeah, we got, it's a bit early. Actually, it's Tony around. It's Tony around as he collapsed in a heap. Are you there, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> you having fun? <laughs> Have you got? Have you got? Have you got any questions? I was going to say, if you had any questions for uh, Ian Lavender. Oh lordy! You can come up. Can you can come up and talk nearer to the microphone? Can I have the microphone? Yes. Uh, sorry, guys. I didn't realise I was coming back on. No, it's all right. I um, did. You know, I did. Uh, oh, oh, look yeah, at yeah. this! Look at that magic! And look, there's no cable. <laughs> What's that about Mary Beard? <laughs> And we said nothing about Mary Beard. She can be in my goodnight sweetheart thing as well. She, well, I don't know about that. That didn't no. sound right. No, okay. She didn't sound right. She could be the history ep expert. It's all going over Ian Lavender's so head. So, have you got Ian? Ian, we got to kill all the trolls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're magical. You're magical. Let's kill all the trolls. Am I right? Back me up, sisters and brothers. <laughs> Let's kill all the trolls. Sorry, so is that what I was that meant question? to do? You can do that. I thought you might have a question from Mr. Lavender. Uh, yes. Um, who is your favourite... Uh, who's your favourite member of the Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Who's your favourite member of the Who? I mean, two, uh, the, 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 there's only two left. Who's your favourite member? You uh, even you know dead ones. Who? You can have dead ones. Keith Moon, Roger Daltrey. Oh, oh. Daltrey, oh, there we Daltrey. go. Daltrey, good choice. <laughs> really good choice. He's a good person. You told us a Daltrey story. Didn't yes, you? With, yeah. his, uh, with his voodoo eyes. Yeah. Town, you want to go on a fucking ward visit, don't you? I went, yes, Roger, I do. <laughs> we do magical. Do, do little flashbacks. He's little a flashbacks magical. There. For He's those a magical pixie. A long enough memory and to he can also beat you up. Earlier. It's kind of falling apart. By this is only this. Uh, we're not even done this for a week yet. This is this is the seventh one, I think. It's. Uh, uh, you're regretting having me on. I'm aren't not. You? I'm. I'm very, very. This is like my George Best moment. This is. Uh, you're like. <laughs> Don't you're, fucking you're like, George Best me, mate. You're like, you're like Emu and George Best rolled into one, <laughs> and they've got. I've got Ian Lavender. Why can't I be Keith Moon or something like that? Ian Lavender is a proper actor who's come on. I thought I'd do a special proper interview show. Yes, you, I know he's a proper actor. you come on and ruined it. Um, you make me look very... He'll go back to the other act and say, don't go on that show. What, because it's, I want to talk about Mary Beard? Yeah, there's a drunk Canadian who just shouts at you and a man asks you about sitcoms... That you oh, sorry, I'm a bad on. guy because I want to talk about <laughs> Mary Beard. No, nobody's like to be... In Do you know who Mary court? Beard is? You know Mary Beard. Do you love her? <laughs> no, Bloody actors. Do you know Mary Beard? No, no, the wreck of the Mary Beard? What, 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 no. This is the sitcom. Do you know what's happening? Is old, old, two sexists. So uh, before this descends even further, two sexists on stage. That's what's happening. Him, terrible. He's a monster, he is. <laughs> Not you. I'm very nice at that time. Uh, so we're going to do a competition. You are forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> we're 
going to do a competition <laughs> where, which may take some time. Luckily, we have some time. Where we are overrunning. Uh, Simon Munry, it's Tony Law's fault, and he may make it this overrun even further. Always uh, my fault! We're going to Everything do... that's bad is my fault! You are forgiven. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to need all the audience... We are what? <laughs> we need the audience to stand up. We won't get fooled again. Everyone stand up. Or oh, there'll be trouble. Um, and uh, we're going to make some statements that are either true or false, or just I'm uh, guessing one right. of the statements will just be strange. Uh, and then you have to, if you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. Whoever fins, wins will win all of this rubbish uh, and that thing. So um, I will start you off with Ian Lavender's first name is Arthur. True or false? There's a clue in the name. His real first name is Arthur. Is that true or false, Ian Lavender? It's true. It's true! So sit down. He's not even a real... Well, are you pretty much nutted Wipe the crowd out. there? They thought, it was, they thought that's a trick question. No, it was an actual fact, actual factual fact. Have you got a, a statement of truth or false, Ian? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the right tense is. I d- we'll work it out. Something, something. We'll, we'll figure it out. I, di- I, 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 I streaked or struck across the oval. You streaked or struck. Uh, Ian Lavender streaked across the oval. Is that true or false? Ian Lavender of Dad's Army fame. Is that true or false? Don't tell him, Pike. Uh, (laughs) um, Is that true or false? It is true. It's true. So sit down if you said false. Tony, I'd be interested to hear what your statement of truth or false is. I'm going for false. But uh, let's, let's have a go. True or false? <laughs> Something nasty happened in the left wing of the house. <laughs> <laughs> true or false? True or false? It's a hard one. There's a lot of people going for true. A couple of false. Is that true or false, Tony? Uh, false. False. It is false. It was wonderful. It was just magical. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you, has anyone left in? I can't see anyone else. Is this one. Lady? Just this lady is the winner. Yeah, that, that was easy enough. I'll give you your prices in a sec. There are some other tickets. Uh, I'll give Rasputin. You've been good value. Old Mars Bar. You can have some free tickets to there. Uh, there should be some other ones as well. If I just drop them on. Thank you very much, Ian. Will you please give a massive round of applause to my guest today, Tony Law, Ian Lavender, Ian Lavender, Kerry Marks. We're back tomorrow. Kerry Marks. With more, with more people. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Good night. Kerry Marks. What are you doing tomorrow? I'm going to see Kerry Marks, actually. (laughs)